0: This is the Goat Level Podcast with your host, the goat, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Before I begin the show, R.I.P. to the realest, Mike Leach, a very unexpected passing, very unexpected loss, lost his life earlier in the week, Um, not sure what happened, they said it was a heart attack, but. Just tremendous loss. He was still coaching at Mississippi State. Done a lot for college football, Texas Tech. He was even at OU. He was at OU the year before the championship team. And just a great personality. I just love all the tributes from everybody, Um, from Mike Leach. I love the personal stories. I just love all the stories. I love all the stories. I love all the positive memories about mike leach i love it now i gotta get to the word i gotta get to the word because they just won again listen you gonna respect the word, and that is the word this team truly has the makings of something special and you look at where they were two years ago to where they are now. is truly incredible. But they had like four wins in 2020. Everyone was clowning us. I think we won, what, two division games. We got swept by some mid. I mean, the Washington sitcom. I'm, I mean, I can't believe it. Like. We've come a long way. And even last year, 9 and 8. Listen, half of the Eagles fan base wanted to get rid of Jalen Hurts. They wanted to draft a quarterback. They wanted to trade for Russell Wilson. And look at him now. MVP chance. There's still a small section of the fan base that still don't like Hurts and would rather have Minshew shoe and would rather not pay Jalen Hurts $40 million or $50 million a year. Um, the way he's playing, he's going to get that contract. I think he needs one more year. He plays well like this one more year. He's going to get that money. And you haters, going to have to be quiet. Matter of fact, for you haters, it's a wrap. Game over. You know your time is running out. You're done. Jalen Hurst is the truth. I tried to warn you a long time ago when I told you he brought my team back from twenty eight to three. But y'all ignored me. It's okay, you're seeing it in real time. And when he wins the MVP trophy, don't even don't even say anything. Don't even say anything. Don't hate. Congratulate. Man. Wasn't the best showing from the Eagles. But hey, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, both had over 100 yards receiving. Um, Miles Sanders was basically out of the game plan, especially in the first half. I uh, made some fantasy owners and betters mad, but forget them. They don't make me no different. I don't have Miles Sanders in any fantasy pool. Yeah, I picked them in daily fantasy, but I always lose in daily fantasy. What else is new? I don't care about that. We won the game. I knew the Bears was a tricky matchup because it's a game on paper where for sure post to win. They have no semblance of a passing offense, especially with their top two receivers out. So all you have to worry about is Montgomery and Fields running. I was really afraid of Fields running because Justin Fields almost single-handedly won the Bears some games by him running. I saw it, I saw it against the Commanders. He almost single-handedly won that game with his legs. And he's about to do it again against the Eagles. But just like the Eagles do, they bend but don't break. Uh, They they get sacks when they need to. They get turnovers when they need to. And, yeah, that's it. The turnovers by the Eagles and the lack of running the ball, you know what? That's just what happened against the commanders. It looked like a recipe for failure just like against the Commanders, but we pulled it through. We pulled it out. That's all that matters. But guess who did lose, though? The Cowboys. What? For anticipation of the Dallas Cowboys' invitational Christmas Eve Super Bowl on Saturday, the Dallas Cowboys looked ahead and didn't prepare that hard for the Jaguars. Or maybe they did. And they still lost. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Wow. 27 to 10. You had a 27 to 10 lead. And you just got bodied. And then that interception at the end. Wow. Noah Brown has to catch that. I thought for sure they were going to score after the Jaguars punted them the ball in overtime. I thought for sure they was going to score because Pollard had two big chunk, you know, catches or or runs. I thought, you know, this is easy. Then Noah Brown drops it right into the hands of the Jaguars. And then they run it all the way back for a touchdown with help from a block in the back. That was clearly a block in the back, but it's the Cowboys. I enjoy their pain and suffering. So, the blocking in the back, we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Three games back. Three games back. Come on. Three games back. 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 Yeah, three games back. You ain't winning the NFC East. You're going to need a miracle to win the NFC East and get home field advantage. You're going to have to go to San Francisco or Minnesota, most likely, or Tampa Bay. I think you can win in Tampa Bay. I think that's that's a joke. But the way things are going right now, if you keep losing, you're going to let... It, you're going to end up having the Giants or the Commanders catch you. What? What? It ain't supposed to happen. But the way you're playing, it might. And these losses are dumb. The Packers lost, you had a 14-point lead. The Jaguars game, you had a 17-point lead. Dumb losses. But I love it. Against the Bucs and the Eagles, you were just flat out outplayed. You were lucky to be in the Eagles game. In the Bucks game, you just got choked out. But that's okay. Oh, but you know, you know what? That's fine because you got away with beating the Texans. You weren't supposed to beat the tax- Texans because um, the Texans just kind of like, kind of like the Colts, kind of like the Colts when they played Dallas in that fourth quarter. They just forgot how to play football for a long enough stretch of time for you to catch up and beat them. Yep, that's exactly what happened. I mean, come on. How are you inside the 10 if you're the Texans and you don't score? How? And then you run some struggle speed option where someone goes the wrong way and the play blows up you have got to be kidding me it is what it is cowboys in the rearview mirror you got to climb up through the wild card jerry's world's lights are going to be out after uh january 1st so just get ready to rock if you really like that You'll win the games you post-win. If not, you're going home in the first round again. And you're going to have to look in the mirror. And you're going to have to figure out what's really wrong. I know you ain't ready for that. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Man, the way the standings look, I care less about this game now. But I'm going to watch it anyway. Because why not? It's going to be cold and snowy in D.C., so... Why not? <laughs> oh boy! Oh man! You gotta love it. Uh, re- uh, real quick, some other games. Oh man, Colts and Vikings was insane. Uh, the Colts were up thirty-six to three. No, they were thirty-three to nothing. I was like, what if the Vikings came back from thirty-three to nothing? I didn't think it was realistic. Till I saw it was 36-21. I was like, oh, they about to do this. They are about to do this. And they did it. If it's any team you can come back on, it's the Colts. Come on. They didn't have Jonathan Taylor. Their offense comes and goes. Um, Matt Ryan be looking like a statue back there. So you can rush the passer. So, I mean... That's a team you can come back on. And you saw them against the Cowboys, and you saw them against the Eagles. Well, not against the Eagles, but you've seen the Colts give up a bunch of chunk plays at a time before and turn the ball over. It happened. Oh, man, but the Vikings almost got robbed because they had a a fumble recovery taken away. They called them down by contact. Wow. That's crazy. And of course, you know, they reversed the call. They said the runner was down. They reversed the call. But I guess it was an inverted whistle. It gets treated as an inverted whistle. So don't no touchdown. Terrible call. Almost cost them the game. But the Colts are so the, the Colts are so trash. It didn't matter. Man, we were all cooking the Vikings. I even said that, man, this team is going to be a three seed or a four seed. And maybe not a four seed. But I said they're going to be a three seed. And they're going to have to play against freaking Washington or or the Giants. And they're going to get killed. Well, not killed, but they're going to lose. And now I'm like, oh, never mind. My original analysis was right. The Vikings are still going to be a force to be reckoned with. But that game was incredible. 33 to nothing, and they came all the way back and won in overtime? Mm, that's what I'm talking about. The the Raiders and the Patriots, a tie game, you're just outside of field goal range. You're the Patriots. You've only passed for 112 yards, which blows my mind. No Hail Mary but you decide to do a lateral to try to maybe steal the game. Man, why? And then the lateral goes completely wrong and you throw it to the other team and they run it back for a touchdown, you lose. Man, you were better off just kneeling the ball. But the Patriots are some mid too and don't belong anywhere near the playoffs. But they might be in the playoffs because uh, they don't have much competition for that wild card spot. You got the sliding Dolphins. You got the Jets that don't know what a quarterback is. And you got the Chargers who are inconsistent. And you got the sliding Titans. Well, I don't think you got to worry about the Titans because they're probably going to win the division. So, yeah, that's your competition. Your two AFC East rivals and uh, the Chargers. So, you might make it even though you ain't that good. And they only beat the Cardinals because Kyler Murray got hurt. Oh, got to get to that real quick. Kyler Murray towards ACL. I'm sick about that. A non-contact. I did hear reports that he will be back in six to eight months. So, he might play week one. But... If I look at the OBJ situation and the um, Chase Young situation that's best case scenario. It could be midseason. Especially the way he runs, it, it'll probably be midseason. Don't well don't be surprised if it's midseason. Especially since he got hurt in December. But yeah, If it's really going to be six to eight months, then he'll be back by week one, and and that's good. I hope he is, but you know we don't have to rush him back. We just don't. This is about the long haul. Yeah, he got his contract. We try to stay in the league so we don't cut him as soon as the Cardinals get that out in his contract. Just saying. And what about Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, showing y'all why he has a statue, showing y'all why he is a legend. Two days prep, playing for the Rams, I thought for sure he wasn't going to play. I was like, man, if that quarterback they got with ain't Stafford, I forgot the guy's name, the, the, the backup they've had the last three years, whatever his name is, I said if he if he's ready to play if he's able to play they're gonna start him he was ready to play he played like a series and then in comes baker uh it was it was a roller coaster man S- some plays it looked like he clearly ain't know the offense some plays you know he threw some missiles down the middle uh they ran the ball a good amount. The defense played outstanding with no Aaron Donald. And then that last drive, 98 yards, down a score, like two minutes to go, it was, oh, my God. Sooner Nation was loving it. We never liked the Rams more than we did that night. It was so much fun. If you're a fan of Baker Mayfield, that was a magical night. And – he got the respect of everyone who was watching that game, you know, because because Baker Mayfield has been disrespected ever since he got in the league, especially the last year or two. And I did find out he did ask for his release in Carolina. That makes sense because he was the third string. It makes sense. They asked for his release. They didn't release him themselves. That made a lot more sense, especially with Carolina somehow being in the playoff race. I was like, it don't make sense to get rid of Baker now. But I know you ain't bringing him back, but come on. But yeah, he asked for his release, and that was a smart move. It set up what happened against the Raiders on Thursday night, and I'm very, very thankful. Very thankful. If you've heard, if you heard the Zach episode. We weren't we weren't too excited about that game. But we was gonna watch it anyway. Cause Thursday night. We didn't have much to do. Why not? And it turned out to be a great decision. It was a ton of stuff on. Volleyball was on, all of that. But I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off this Rams and Raiders game, even though both teams aren't that good. Is the magic of Baker Mayfield. And best of luck, him going back to Green Bay to play against the Packers. Ironically, last Christmas, played against the Packers. He did okay, but didn't come out with the victory. He had some bad throws late in the game and, you know, cost him. Hopefully, he can right that wrong on Monday, and you know, I'm, I'm wishing him the best, and this has just been a fun ride, and I hope it keeps going. Now the Caps. The Caps, oh my God. They are really balling. The ca- <laughs> The Caps are no cap. At least for now. I absolutely love it. They are winning games again. They are playing the way they're supposed to play. And this is without Nicholas Backstrom. Man, oh man. It is good to be a Caps fan right now. I mean, I mean, look at this, man. Oh my God. I'm looking at it and I'm like... So, okay. They beat the Oilers, which I love it. I love that. Um, beat the Oilers... You know, that's the team with uh, McDavid and Drozetto. Yeah, that that team's sick. Uh, Beat the Flyers, of course. We always beat the Flyers. Um, Beat the Kraken. No, actually, we lost. I I don't know how... Yeah, we got revenge on the Kraken. They came to uh, Capital One, and they left with an L. Good, because I... I hate it that we lost to them. I hate that we keep losing to them. Uh, We beat the Jets. We beat the Blackhawks. Now, the Blackhawks game will forever live on in Capitals history because that's when Ovi got his 800th goal. And not only did he get his 800th goal, he got a hat trick. What? Truly a special night. Of course, it's only right that he did it in Chicago because every time you watch Capitals hockey and you see Ovechkin, it's like seeing Jordan on the ice. It's only right that Ovechkin did that with the statue outside. I love it. So he got the 800 goals. As you know, that is third all time. So he's third all time. Gordy Howe is at eight oh one second all time. So you know what that means, right? At any moment he can tie Gordy Howe. At any moment he could pass Gordy Howe. So I was like, man, I gotta get to a caps game. I gotta see this. Okay. So they come home against Dallas. I mean, I'm not about to Not about to go see that. I was good on that. On a Thursday night, mm, I mean, I could have, but I was like, eh, rather go do something else. So that's what I did. I just went and did something else. I don't know what that was, but I went and did something else. (laughs) I forgot what that was, but it is what it is. But they lost. You know, we had a little winning streak going. And we lost. Winning streak was over. I think they had won like five in a row. I was like, okay, surely I'm going to go to the next game. Because I know the Wizards ain't in town. They're on a long road trip. So I got tickets to the Maple Leafs game. And, of course, Caps fans always show up. Like Wizards fans, Commanders fans, they're wishy-washy. Sometimes they show up. Sometimes they don't. So, of course, the Caps fans, they showed up. It was a fun atmosphere. And, you know, the Caps fans showed up. And then the Caps showed out. I don't really know who Eric Gustafsson is, but I do now. He got a hat trick. Right after Ovi got a hat trick earlier in the week, he got his own hat trick. The most unlikely person I could think of. Okay, maybe not most unlikely, but wow. He got a hat trick. I love it. Man, I wasn't expecting that. I bet on uh, Alex Ovechkin to get a goal. If I would have got that, you know, I put down 20, I would have won 42. I didn't get it. He scored five goals. Guskov, Guskov. Gustafsson scored 3. Uh Garnet Hathaway scored 1 and uh forgot forgot the other one doesn't matter. Hat trick, people throwing hats on the ice. That was the first one I've ever seen in person. It was incredible. And we uh Oh man, we got all these goals. You know we got all these goals on Ilya Samsonov. Ilya Samsonov, our old goalie. Our goalie that, you know, he tried his best. He tried to put the team on his back. He just couldn't do it. He could only do but so much. But we gave him that work. And he was the guy that couldn't really hold down his spot with Vitek Vanacek as his backup. So, it was just like old time. And he got outplayed by Charlie Lindgren, who I barely know who that is. I just know he's our goalie. He's our backup goalie. He killed it. Charlie Lindgren killed it. The Caps, that was just a great performance. You know, we had some close calls. We had some close calls. Oh, and Austin Matthews, he didn't even try. And he was killing us. So... You know, it was was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Caps game, if you're in D.C. If you're in D.C. and you're a sports fan, the Caps, you got to come check them out. Even though they be Caps sometimes. You got to come check them out. It's fun to watch. Must see. Must see if you want something to do in dc you gotta come see the caps especially right now where they're playing well you know I, I know this is one of their little mid-season runs that they make sometimes but you know we got some ground to make up in the standings matter of fact i'm about to look at it right now uh we got some ground to make up i mean we're trying oh my god we're still six out of eight Six out of eight in the Metropolitan. Okay, we cut the deficit with the Devils to eight. Oh, the Devils and the Hurricanes tied. Oh, the Devils lost five straight. I was like, I I knew that couldn't last forever. I mean, I was like, it's the Devils. Like, come on. (laughs) And the Hurricanes have won five straight. Okay. Oh, Lord. The Rangers have won six straight. So it's like, man, I'm like, what What on earth? Like, we went in all these games, yet still we're having a rough time in the standings. But we're not out of it. I mean, we're only four points away from the Penguins, one point away from the Islanders. I mean, all you need, honestly, is to be what, fourth or fifth? and you're good. You're in the playoffs. I may have that wrong, but seriously, there's 8 spots, right? There's there's 8 there's 8 spots. So, there's three division spots and two wild card spots. If you look at the wild card in the East, um, we'll be right in the mix. I'm looking at it now. And I'm just like, listen, currently all the wildcard holders are from the Metropolitan Division. So that means the Islanders will have the last wildcard spot. We're only one point back. We're going to be just fine because these teams ain't serious. There's no way. There's no way all of them are for real like that. They're more cap than the caps. That's <laughs> that's on everything, man. But they got to keep going, man. Got to keep going. Oh man! Before I get to these wizards, before I get to these wizards, uh, I forgot Tua versus Herbert. So they faced off. I think it was last Monday or. Maybe Sunday. I think it was last Sunday night. They faced off. And it's been a huge debate between them because they were drafted in the same class. And coming out, I think they were the top. Like, before the draft process started, maybe a year before, they were clearly the most hyped quarterbacks coming out of the draft. They, they were the the most hyped QBs coming out of the draft at one point. So they're always going to be linked together. And especially by Emmanuel Acho, who is always hyping up Tua and kind of throwing shade at Herbert. So this is a big game. Tua played okay. Like, he was okay. It wasn't his best performance. And then what makes it worse is they lost. They lost. They only lost by, like, a touchdown, but they lost. Wow. When it comes to this debate, honestly, I, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because Herbert's so inconsistent, and Tua can't stay healthy. And Herbert is the bigger, stronger quarterback, got the better arm. Uh, I don't know about accuracy. I have to look at the tape, but... When it comes to these guys, man, seems like you would go with Herbert, especially seeing him in games like against the Raiders last year. But but Tua, man, he had a great start to the season. It makes you wonder. But Herbert won the game. It's still hard for me to pick Herbert over Tua. I just need more evidence. For now... Well, okay, I am going with Herbert over it. Her, but it's tough, you know. It's not cut and dry. They're right there neck and neck to me. Especially with the inconsistencies of Herbert. Let's just keep watching this and see how this plays out. Because this is going to get good. Now, when it comes to these Wizards, man. When it comes to these Wizards. They are going the wrong way. While the Caps have won, what, six of seven? The Wizards are on like an eight-game losing streak. Man, I wish I was lying. I wish I was kidding. I wish this was a joke. I went to the Wizards game last week on December 10th. I did the I did the right thing by fading the Lakers game, which we got blown out of. LeBron and AD played. I missed and Westbrook. I missed that, but the Wizards lost. So, so I went to the Clippers game. John Wall played. He was healthy, and at some times he looked like him, his old self, and he got a great tribute video. He had a nice little handshake with uh, Bradley Bill. It was amazing. And everyone on the Clippers was healthy. Everyone except Reggie Jackson, which probably is the reason why John Wall got so many minutes. But, man, them guys, man, the Wizards came out firing, and they had to lead most of the game. They were the better team with a healthy, a rarely, a rare sight, a healthy Clippers team. That is a rare sight. And the Wizards. And the Wizards almost beat him. The Wizards were the better team for a two and a half quarters. But something happened late in third quarter. For all of a sudden, because Kuzma had 25 at halftime, he finished with like 33. I'm not kidding. I know that. The Clippers are a good defensive team. But we just just quit making shots. We had like 10 threes in the first half. And we just went cold for like a seven, eight-minute stretch. They caught up. Thank God we kept fighting. But it's just back-breaking threes by by platoon uh, just killed us. And it's just like, okay, Bradley Bills hurt. Porzingis missed the game, and I'm just like, we have no depth. We, we're starting to get, we're, we're getting Barton and Morris back. They didn't play against the Clippers that, that, that game, but it, it hasn't mattered. Defense, trash. Offense, if we're not making threes, is useless. I'm, I'm just like, I'm looking at it, all these L's, man. We haven't won a game Bro, we haven't won a game since November 28th. Bro, we haven't won a game in the month of December. This is some D.C. United type stuff. This is some Washington Nationals type stuff. But that's okay. Because if they keep losing, we're going to get Victor Juan <laughs> I would love that. But I, I'm not going to get too carried away. This is a, still a talented team. But... You keep getting your lunch money taken by the Nets. We didn't lost to them three times already. Um You lose to the Clippers again, another game where you had the lead again. Um you lose to the Pacers for the second time. Now the Nuggets game is what gets what gets me because I'm looking at the stats. Oh, Jokic, Jokic did go crazy He had 43, 14, and 8 Bro, I'm not kidding When I heard this, I thought it was a joke The Nuggets had 95 points in the paint Damn! You trash! And you know that That is ridiculous You are a pro basketball team You give up almost 100 points in the paint. But see, I should have known that was a problem when Anthony Davis scored 55 and most of them was dunks and layups. You have got to be kidding me right now. And they losing in the pink jerseys. How you going to lose in the cherry blossoms? Man, just retire them jerseys till they start playing some real basketball again. The Wizards are the lizards right now. Are they sponsored for Geico yet? Are they sponsored by Geico yet? Because the Wizards are the lizards right now. They are reptiles. There is nothing magic about them. Gotta be kidding me. Anyway, man, Wizards gotta get it together because uh, this is bad. This is very, very bad. But it isn't over. It's still a long season. And, you know, you only need to be in 10th place to make the play in tournament and there might be a team out there that might slide they might slide like they in a gang or something but yeah we'll see just wait and see All right, real quick uh college football awards so Caleb Williams did win the Heisman obviously when well, you look at his stats they were unreal Um, the All-American list was, uh, interesting. The All-American, uh, list was interesting because, uh, you had, uh, what's the name in it? You had Marvin Harrison Jr. in it. He's just a freshman. Bro, that's crazy, bro. Of course, Caleb Williams was... The uh the quarterback, first-team All-American. Of course he was because he was spectacular. I mean, look at this. All right, first-team offense, Caleb Williams, Blake Corum, obviously, Heisman candidates, B. John Robinson, of course, Marvin Harrison Jr., Charlie Jones from Purdue. I mean, Michigan couldn't stop him. Of course he was first-team All-American. Jalen Hyatt. He had five touchdowns for Alabama. Michael Meyer, another really hyped NFL prospect that's gonna be a surefire first rounder. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So you got Peter Skronsky, O lineman, Andrew Voice, he's from U. USC's Goranski's from Northwestern, Oluwatimi from Michigan, Avila from TCU, BB from Kansas State. Deuce Vaughn is, uh, I guess special teams player. I he deserved to be on some list because he was he's he's been like that ever since he arrived on campus. That dude he gonna be on somebody NFL team. He's He's another Darren Sproles. You already know. Uh, Jalen Carter, of course. Thule, What the heck? From USC. Oh, my God. I can't pronounce his name. Wow, USC really got someone on defense. First-team All-American. And also, uh, Kalen Bullock, the safety who got victimized against Utah – he was first-team All-Pac-10. And I think he was honorable mention All-American. So USC had some guys, man. He just had that one bad game. Oh, man. But, yeah, man, Marvin Harrison Jr., first-team All-American off the rip. They Listen, they already hyping him up, saying he might be one of the best wide receiver prospects ever. And you know his dad is a famous Hall of Famer. I I can't wait to see how where this goes. I I hope he does do everything and becomes a Hall of Famer just like his dad, because that would be fire. Uh, Max Duggan, second team All American. You got two Big Ten running back, second team All American. That's fire. Uh, I'm just surprised to see anyone from the USC defense as All American but that's probably how people were when anybody from the OU defense was all-American like uh i, I got to go back and look maybe it's benito or ogbo but yeah man um i got to look at the other awards but man oh man i just wanted to mention that because um i just wanted to mention that cuz it was just so cool to see marvin harrison jr on there it was so cool as a freshman that's crazy mo and you know caleb williams coming back blake Corum's coming back everyone's coming back <laughs> all all these people coming back that's crazy bro i wonder if charlie jones is coming back he's gonna be another one. Oh, he declared for the nfl draft of course you have a season like he had. Oh, my God. Um, I hope I didn't exit out of that. Yeah, see? Oh, my God. 1,300 yards. Okay, how many receptions? So, yeah, 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's Charlie Jones. Mm. Man, 110 receptions, 1,361 yards, 12 touchdowns. Jesus. He was killing it. All right, man. <laughs> Fire. Uh, real quick, uh, Skip and Shannon uh, had another heated argument that went viral. This one went more viral than any other heated argument they ever had. And someone on Twitter showed me they had a similar argument a few years ago. They had a very similar argument a few years ago where there's argument about Brady And then Skip brings up a, oh, Shannon, you retired at 35. You just mad that Brady is still playing and you retired 10 years earlier than he did. And, of course, Shannon doesn't like that. Well, he kind of, he didn't pay it no mind when he said that a few years ago. This time he did, and he said that was a personal shot. Of course, nothing really came of it on their end. It gained a lot of traction. On the social media end, celebrities tweeting about it, YouTubers talking about it. It gained a lot of traction, but Shannon didn't really say much about it. Skip didn't really say much about it, other than when Charles Barkley mocked it. Oh my God, the Washington sitcom is Washington sitcoming. <laughs> they got strip sacked basically in their own end zone. And it's a touchdown. Scoop and score. Hilarious. 7-3 Giants. By the time you listen to this episode, the Giants will have probably won. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And back to Skip and Shannon. Like, I figured that was going to happen. Everyone was expecting this grand apology after it happened. They just went on like it was normal. I said when it happened, when I saw... The clips and stuff, I was like, during the commercial break, they probably talked it out, hashed it out, and then moved on. You know what? They, they probably ain't saying anything. They probably ain't really care because they got people talking. They got more people watching. That's the whole point. Get more people watching. Get more sponsors to uh, give money to the network, and they get paid more. That's the name of the game. They playing a different game than we playing. So of course they didn't care about a little heated argument. They just talked it out. You know, everything was cool. They've they they they've known each other for years. It wasn't as big of a deal as we made it seem. Mm. It, it just wasn't that big of a deal. We made it a much bigger deal than it actually was. It just looked bad because it just looked like Skip was belittling Shannon. It was disrespectful, but I'm like, the way they cut each other off and told the line of disrespect day in and day out, like, they just, they're used to this. This is what they do. And they do it for ratings. They do it for money. Until they, like, completely cross the line, till one of them completely crosses the line, they're going to keep having these type of debates, and we're going to keep watching. Whether you hate them. Or love it whether you hate it or love it i'm just saying every time bro every time i do a fox sports one segment on my show it ends up being the same thing i'm like they just doing this for ratings bro that's all they care about i, I need to quit doing fox sports one segments because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Ratings and money. Now, the World Cup has finally come to a close. Of course, the upset slowed down. Just like in every big tournament. Um, it was a lot of overtime games. A lot of shootouts. Um, Shoot. Argentina beat Netherlands by a shootout. I mean, Argentina edge Croatia um France beat Morocco no 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 um Argentina destroyed Croatia my bad they edged Netherlands Morocco was a good story they almost beat France in the semifinals, but you know France was too much uh that championship between France and Argentina. Everyone, most people agree that that was one of the best soccer games anyone have ever seen. I mean, Argentina was up 2-0. Messi scored a goal. It looked like they was going to the sunset, uh, ride off into the sunset. But an ill-timed penalty happened. and It was a debatable penalty. I think the guy kind of flopped. It's soccer, though. Some flops are called. Some are not. It's a penalty. Mbappe drills it. And then he comes back like five minutes later and scores the equalizer. What? Man. And then Argentina looked like they scored the game-winning goal again in the second period of extra time, only to get called for a handball, which was, I guess that was more obvious, but to some people like Britt McHenry, It wasn't that obvious. But nevertheless, that was a penalty. And Mbappe goes the same direction. The goalkeeper goes the opposite direction. He's expecting him to go the other way. And Mbappe fools him and goes the same exact spot, just a little lower. And he gets it. It's it's a tie game again. After Messi scored the go-ahead goal. I mean this game had everything. It had drama, physicality, it had penalties and oh my god. And then and then, you know, the shootout, the France players, they choked. They they all kept going to the left. The goalkeeper barely had to do anything. Argentina didn't miss they may have missed maybe one. They missed one shot. No, actually they didn't miss anything. But they didn't miss anything. That's the thing. That's why they won the title. Because they won all their PK their PK battles. You know, they weren't missing. They weren't being predictable like France was. But Mbappe, you're kidding. Oh, that's interference. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. It is what it is. The Commanders Giants interference. I, I don't know. It looked like interference to me, but it is what it is. Anyway, congrats to Argentina. Messi finally got his title. Um. Mbappe's efforts are wasted because his teammates, the moment was too big, and they pissed down a leg like Coach Sturdy always saying, and he just couldn't handle the pressure like Mbappe can, could, and he's only twenty three. This guy is going to be one of the greatest, one of the best. He's going to be up there when it's all said and done, and this is only the beginning he's already had a great career but man there's no telling this is only the beginning he's accomplished a lot already and this is just the latest episode of his great man oh man you gotta love it it was fun you know Uh, a lot of us can't wait till the world cup comes here to the u.s um the closest games to me are going to be in philly there's going to be games in Charlotte. I could go there too. Um, I don't know why Baltimore and Washington didn't get a bid. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't, you know, get a World Cup game. Or I don't know why they weren't selected as a site. You know, they met the criteria to be selected. But they wasn't. I sound like Isaiah Thomas. They met the criteria, but they wasn't selected. So like, hopefully, I got the money to not only see the games in Philly, but to see the the knockout rounds wherever they may be, whether that's be in LA, whether they be in Canada, whether they be in Mexico. Hopefully, I have the money to see any of that, cause it looks so like so much fun it was a fun it was a fun tournament it's kind of crazy it being in november but you know november and december but we're dealing with qatar and they got different type of weather so it makes sense now and when they come to the u.s it'll be in this traditional june and july and i can't wait it's gonna be so much fun all right is there anything else and nope so it's time for the hypothetical game of the episode. This hypothetical game of the episode is a triple threat match between the old four Eagles, the 2017 Eagles and the 22 Philadelphia Eagles is a triple threat double elimination type of match with overtime rules with NFL overtime rules that means you score a touchdown you win you win the round you go you get a field goal the other team gets a chance the other team's offense gets a chance. Or, you know, if you don't score and the other team doesn't score, it just keep scoring until somebody scores. You, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. But, yeah, I had to do all three of these teams because these are three best teams arguably in Eagles history, but definitely since 1999. The three best teams for sure. So, Yeah. So you got the 0-4 Eagles who were 13 and three. They had McNabb, T.O., Brian Westbrook, Javon Curse, uh, Corey Simon, uh, Jeremiah Trotter, Brian Dawkins, the Hall of Famer. Team was loaded. And then, okay, the 2017 Eagles. That was the. And you know what's crazy about this? Nick Foles isn't in this hypothetical. I might have messed that up. I probably should have put him in this hypothetical, but you're about to see. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, uh, Fletcher Cox. Miles Sanders, Fletcher Cox, younger versions of them. No, wait, no. Miles Sanders wasn't on this team. My bad. My bad. Um, But a younger version of Fletcher Cox. You had Jay Ajayi. You had Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, um, Brandon Graham, a much younger version of Brandon Graham. You had like Nigel Bradham, Nelson Aguilar, Torrey Smith, Malcolm Jenkins. It seemed like a completely different team, minus a few people. So, yeah. So then 2022 Eagles, your current Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, um, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, an uh, older Fletcher Cox, older Brandon Graham, older Lane Johnson, um, ah, uh, who else? We got C.D. Deuce, but he's hurt. Uh we got Darius Slay. I mean, yeah, pretty good team. And they already got 13 wins, just like the other two teams, but they're going to eclipse 13 wins, obviously. They're going to have at least 15. I'll put money on that. So there you go. All three Eagles teams, the best three Eagles teams, maybe in history, but definitely in the modern era. So here we go. So we'll start off with, 04 Eagles and 2017 Eagles. So the 04 Eagles get the ball first. They go three and out. Then the 2017 Eagles get the ball. Wentz to Ertz for 12 yards. Wentz to Alshon Jeffries for 24 yards. Wentz to Torrey Smith for 24 yards, and they get to the nine yard line. Jay Ajayi gets them to the one with two short runs. Then it's an incomplete pass to Mac Collins. And all of a sudden, it's fourth and goal at the one. They have a decision. Do they want to end it now and, and get the, the win and be one win closer to winning this whole triple threat match? Or do they want to play it safe and kick a field goal? I mean, either way. They will win. They will win. But whatever reason, they decide to go for it. And they punch it in with Jay Ajayi. And 2017 Eagles have a point. So they, they win the first game. So the 0-4 Eagles have their first loss. So now it's... 2017 Eagles versus 2022 Eagles. So, 2017 Eagles get the ball first. They get two first downs. Then they punt it to the 2022 Eagles. And they're at their own eight yard line. They go three and out. Then they have a 35 yard punt with a seven yard return by Nelson Aguilar. So they start at the 38. They start at the 2022 Eagles, 38. So Wentz to Ertz again for 11 yards. Wentz to Selick for six yards on third and two. Then LeGarrette blunt 10 yards for a touchdown, untouched. And just like that, the 2017 Eagles have two wins, and they're pretty much one win away. They're one win away from winning this triple threat match. Cool. So now 2022 Eagles and 2004 Eagles are in an elimination game. The 2022 Eagles get the ball. Hertz passes to Quez Watkins for 11 yards after Miles Sanders and Gamewell have two good short runs. And then, okay, then Kenneth Gamewell on a draw play. Seventeen yards, and he gets leveled by Brian Dawkins with another highlight hit. So then Gainwell gets another four first down on a short catch. But then the Eagles go three and out from there. Corey Simon and Ike grease with big tackles, and they they stall out. They kick a field goal. Jake Elliott from forty six. So cool. Now the 0-4 Eagles have a chance to respond at their own 21. McNabb to Westbrook on a screen for 17 yards, tackled by Avante Maddox. Then um, Brian Westbrook with another short run. But then McNabb overthrows T.O. on a dig route. Then he has his third down pass batted down by Sue, and now it is fourth down and six. Fourth down and six. Around their own like 40 yard line. So McNabb back to throw, three step drop, throws a slant to Terrell Owens, and it is knocked down by Darius Slay. And it is over. 2004 Eagles eliminated. So now it's between 2022 Eagles and 2017 Eagles. So. 2022 Eagles have to beat the 2017 Eagles twice to win the match. So game one here. 2022 Eagles get the ball. Hurts to Devontae for 12 yards. Then a few short one after a few short runs. Hurts to Devontae for 51, a post play right down the middle, and he's stopped by Brian Dawkins. But great pass from Hurts to Devontae. And then a read option Read option by um no it wasn't Dawkins that tackled him. My bad. It was Malcolm Jenkins that tackled him. It's the twenty seventeen team. My bad. So Jalen Hurts, read option, fools the DN and goes untouched to the end zone for ten yards. And that forces a winner take all game. Whoever wins, wins the whole thing. 2017 gets the ball first. They go three and out. Three passes, three incompletions. So then, 2022 gets the ball. Jalen Hurts with two nice runs gets to like third and four. But game well is stuffed in the backfield by a younger Fletcher Cox. Pause. Pause. All pause. But, anyway... They have to punt. So 2017 Eagles get the ball their own 44. So Wentz back the throw. Gets an out route to Kenyon Barner, who outruns Kaiser White, the outside linebacker. He shakes Kayvon Wallace to safety. Then he breaks away until he finally gets tackled by James Bradbury. So then Wentz throws a screen to Smallwood for eleven yards. Then LaGuarrett Bunt. Blunt, Garrett Blunt, punches it in for four yards, and 2017 Eagles win the triple threat match. Doesn't mean they're the best Eagles team of the modern era, but in this hypothetical, they are. Legendary team, Super Bowl winning team, the only Super Bowl winning team thus far. And of course, it's only right that day won. So that is the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. You already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.